Are you dealing with loss right now? Have you lost maybe a loved one? Stay tuned. Rockville Radio 7.77 is on the web. Each podcast we bring you interviews and music with a goal of lifting up the name above all names, Jesus, the rock of our salvation. Straight from the Rockville Radio 7.77 studio here in Southern California. You know, right now, a lot of people have lost loved ones, jobs, careers, their financial situation. I might be talking to somebody right now who has experienced those things. I know I have. I have experienced a tremendous loss this year. I lost my mother. Uh, she passed and went to be with the Lord April the 13th. And uh, and then there's some, been some other things that have happened since then, some pretty serious things on a nationwide scale as well as a personal one. I want to I want to talk to you today if you're dealing with these things because we have a guest today who has written a wonderful book and her name is Kim Peacock. The book is called Victorious Heart: Finding Hope and Healing After a Devastating Loss. Kim, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. I appreciate that. You know, I just got to tell people really quick too how how I got to meet you because of your wonderful father-in-law and uh, Fred Peacock, who uh, is a good friend of mine, he, in fact, he is such a great example of a person who witnesses uh, just like you do. And we were in the parking lot of the local Target, and we were about ready to witness to some people there that day. And he handed me the book, and uh, <laughs> he told me about you. And so I just want people to really stay uh, tuned in with us here for the next thirty minutes or so as as you tell us about your book and the story behind it. So would you tell us the story behind the book, which involves your daughter, Nicole? Sure. Um, And I do agree. My father-in-law is amazing. He's a awesome prayer warrior. And, you know, we never expected to suffer the type of loss that we did when we lost our daughter. Um, Yesterday, it was 22 years ago that she... um, passed away in an ATV accident. We were on a family vacation. We saw the accident happen. Um, my husband ended up giving her CPR, but she passed away and went to heaven that day. And I suffered in a way that I never thought I would survive. I believed that day would destroy me. But um, through the years, God has carried me through that. And that's what Victoria's Heart is about, is how he carried me and made this wimpy little girl victorious. You know, I totally agree with you. You know, your book is just absolutely wonderful, Um, especially for the person right now, for you who are listening, who are dealing with grief and a loss, a tremendous loss, just like Kim and and went through with her family. um, I found it very, very, um, uh, for me, I found it to be helping me with what I'm dealing with right now with the loss of my mom and uh, just that fresh situation that I'm going through. And I think it's so important to address the whole grieving process. You know, um, we hear about all these different steps that you go through and so forth, um, but hopelessness, I, I don't know where that fits in to those stages and everything, but could you talk to somebody right now who is hopeless? Sure. And, you know, right now in our country, in our culture, even in our world, there is a pervasive feeling of hopelessness. And, you know, that's normal because 
loss is loss and you can't really compare the types of loss that we suffer but it just brings on grief in our hearts and then grief can make us feel hopeless and so anyone that's struggling right now which i i do believe a lot of us are at a point and you know even with your recent loss covid our cultural um problems that we're having all of the things the unrest in our country it it brings hopelessness but i but i have to remind myself when i'm feeling hopeless to look past all of that and to remember that what we see here is not all there is in any type of grief for me that's important when i'm struggling is um and scripture tells us that we don't lose heart in second corinthians it says even though we're wasting away outwardly inwardly we're being renewed so even though we can't see it even though we can't feel it maybe sometimes that's where our hope is that this is not all there is that god has a bigger plan and he is going to carry us through so i have to try to remember to remind myself that's where my hope is not in a thing not in my circumstances but in god oh yeah that's so true kim and i i feel like uh through your book that you take us on a journey through what through what you went through we you know it's impossible we can't go through what you went through but w- thank you so much for sharing in your book i felt like that I went on a, a short version of the journey with you through the different things that you went through in dealing with the loss of Nicole. And uh, some of the things that really touched me about your book were um, just the way that you, what you just said, the way Jesus helped you through this tremendous, terrible loss that happened so quickly, so suddenly, and to such a, a young person like that. Um, you know, you're, it sounds like your church family made a big difference for you when, when uh, just reading about some of the things that happened there. Of course, your relatives. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you recommended also in here, um, I thought that was, I had forgotten about Letty Kalman. Letty Kalman, who wrote that book, Streams in the Desert. Yes. Would you tell us mm-hmm. about that? Sure. And And one thing, when you're struggling... You're, uh, for me, anyway, my concentration was very limited. So I couldn't read really big, heady, um, lots of facts kind of things. I couldn't retain that. It was too hard because I was already struggling as far as I felt like I was going to drown. So I thought, you know what, I need to pick up some some things that will help me, some tools. And Streams in the Desert, it was amazing because it took you on a, an encouragement every day. It wasn't a um, Pollyanna type of encouragement. It was real um, things of stories of other people who have struggled loss. Encouragement when you're feeling, um, you know, just flat on your face. All of those things, it was just a daily devotion that helped me through. And that carried me. I actually did it a few times, went ahead and repeated it because every day was a fresh day for me. That was an important part of my my healing is just trying to take little bits of encouragement. Um, sometimes it was just scripture, but a lot of times the Lord would provide, you know, other people to say things that would bring encouragement, people to show up, or even just something as simple as my daily devotion and streams in the desert. You know, and, you, and you're mentioning it right there, it, um, that grieving can seem like it's going to go on forever. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, how do you 
you mentioned right there, this is a ways that you got through it without giving up. Because I think mm-hmm. that there are people, after what has happened here recently in our country, I know I'm talking to somebody out there who is probably saying, how much longer is this going to go on? How many more things mm-hmm. can go wrong? And I, I know that you kind of address that in the book, too. Um, mm-hmm. what, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was I, sorry to jump in too soon there, but I do agree that that feeling like everything is going to go on forever, this pain, that ties into what you brought up earlier about being hopeless. That brings the, the sense of hopelessness. And so I had to create this place in my mind and in my heart because I was drowning and I was, I felt hopeless, but just to create a little battle plan, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take little steps every day because if it feels, if you look towards the end, you feel like you're never going to make it through. But I think those little steps, God just says, okay, I'm going to give you what you need for today. So this is what you need for today. Sometimes the bravest thing I could do was get out of bed in the morning um, and try to keep things, um, in my mind that were positive, you know, the word talks about, um, thinking on things that are true and lovely and noble. I had to really focus on those. And in today's climate with, we're bombarded with news, news feeds that are negative, our social media that can be negative. We have to remember to put more into our hearts that is true, that is lovely, that is beautiful. That, and that's from the Lord more of that into our hearts than the other. And that helps us to keep moving every day to get stronger and stronger. And that's, uh, you have that in the book too. That's Philippians 4, 8, I think. Philippians mm-hmm. 4, 8. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, yeah. uh, I'll try to paraphrase it for people out there, that uh, it's talking about exactly what Kim is saying is that your mind needs to be dwelling on seven things. There, I, I counted seven that Paul wrote there. The things that are true, the things that are noble, the things that are right, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely, the things that are admirable and praiseworthy. And so just like mm-hmm. Kim just like Kim told you, fix your mind on on those seven things. And uh, can I share, could you, Kim, I, I love your battle plan. What you just mentioned it a moment ago, that really stood out to me in your book. You said, uh, and you gave your battle plan in your book on page 134 and 135 here, uh, you said, be grateful, be present, uh, love and let go. You Could you elaborate on those mm-hmm. for us? Oh, sure. Um, I think one of the ways that we think on those things, um, those seven things, and I love the way you just listed them out. They're, it's so helpful and practical. But the first thing is to be grateful. We can find something to be grateful in every day. And I know that sounds very um, easier said than done. But even if it's just something as simple as um, a memory with your loved one, a special memory, that might be it. Or that um, the sky is, you know, has beautiful clouds today. Those kind of things, that will kind of center us into those um, places that we need to be positive. And be present, be present is also a way. Think about, okay, what is good in my life right now? What um, I have to stop and take moments uh, every day to go, okay. What is the beauty of now? What do I see that is um, true, lovely? And I'm not uh, quoting it exactly, but all those beautiful things, those seven things, what can I see of that right now? And then love and let go. Uh, to 
to love and let go is to love people a hundred percent. And this is hard. Um, but also let go of the expectations of how they'll receive my love because we can't control people. We can only control us and our thoughts and how we handle things. And, but we, he still calls us to love them. And it's not my job to fix people, which I'm a big fixer. I always want to fix everything. And, and that's not my job. That's way above my pay grade. You know, I love it. And I love you. You really uh, hit that really well in your book, just like you just said, Kim, uh, the control aspect of how we we want to, especially this situation that we find ourselves in uh, nationally and inter- I shouldn't keep saying nationally. I need to be. I'm sorry, right. folks. I need to be. I need to say internationally because we actually have people who tune in from Argentina, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the United Kingdom, Ireland. So my apologies. I'm I'm very sorry. I I know we go. I know this goes worldwide. So. Uh, what I should be saying is that all of us internationally around the entire world, we are all dealing with a situation that none of us can control. We see people who are trying to control the situation, uh, apart from the Lord even, and that's, it's like you're saying, Kim, we have, it's an illusion to think that I can control something, and I keep trying. <laughs> I keep trying. Yes, yes. I completely agree. And that's hard. And that's a natural um, impulse. For me, it's natural. Okay, how can I fix this situation? Uh, I, if there's a crisis, my immediate thought is, okay, what do I need to do? But the only control we have is how we respond Yes. and how we respond to the Lord. I can't even control a lot of things in my own life. You know, our jobs. I used to think that I was, if I were careful enough, if I was safe enough, if I were a good enough parent, nothing would ever happen to one of my children. Well, when Nicole passed away, that went into hyperdrive. I was a wreck every time my other kids learned to drive and go out and do other things. And actually, and I still have to fight that, but I have to, it's almost as if the Lord had to wrench open, open my hands because I was so busy and so caught up in trying to fix and control and make sure no one else got hurt. And I don't have that kind of control. And yeah, in this, right. with COVID and all of the other things we're experiencing in our world, we don't have that control, but we can control how we respond. You know, the other thing, too, is I find myself, and I believe you address this issue, too, uh, I find myself blaming myself for my mother's death um, because— mm-hmm. I had her in a memory care unit here, um, and she had dementia pretty bad. So I had to go in there every day because she would be emotional, thinking that nobody was visiting her. Um, mm. It was costing us about $5,500 toward the end per, per month. Mm. Um, but I, I, w- I began to worry about the financial part of that. And so from this facility, I had her moved to a smaller home that was only about five other elder, four other elderly people besides her. And it, things went badly, mm-hmm. and within about four months, she passed away. So I blamed myself for doing that. Um, I, tried mm-hmm. to, I tried to pray over the situation. Uh, before moving her, I really tried to pray diligently because I didn't want to do something that would cost her her life. Um, and in the end, I, we lost her within four months of me moving her. So it's a tough situation to, I try to understand what you said in there in the book. All the days are ordained for your loved one. 
and there's nothing we can do to prolong those days. Um, we, we, uh, we have to understand that. And no matter what we do, we can't prevent um, the Lord taking somebody. And No, and, and that is so hard because, especially in your situation, um, it could be easy to have those regrets or doubts. But I really believe that, and that those those days that the Lord has His hand over that, and He is He is not He doesn't um, let us go into a place, if, especially if we're seeking Him, um, that we're going to mess things up, especially when it comes to life and death. I really believe, and the and the Bible tells us that our days are written in His book. Right. That is real. That is true. And I think with your mom and with Nicole and others that have gone, it's hard, especially with the situation with COVID. You really had to navigate a lot of things that none of us know how to navigate. And that's right. normal, but that's part of letting that control go. That's right. You're right. And that is, that is really tough. It's, but the Lord, like you said, we've we got to keep coming back over and over again, no matter how long it takes us to understand he really is the one who is in control of everything, especially right now mm-hmm. in what we're seeing yeah. ar- around this entire world. Um, yeah. I want to ask you, too, uh, about pain. You know, I've experienced physical, some physical things this year after she was gone. And um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like you said in the book, that that's related to the grief. Um, did you, Could you talk a little bit about that, if you would? Yes. Yes, I do think there are times in our lives that our emotional pain manifests in uh, in our physical symptoms. We are, you know, God created us as this whole body, you know, our, with our spirits and our and our minds and how and then our physical body, how everything is integral and everything works together. And after Nicole passed away, I began to develop just this pressure in my chest and it was as if somebody were sitting on my chest and I could not get away from it and pain in my neck you know I still struggle with that because if I if I'm taking things in and not handling not following my little battle plan that I feel like the Lord gave me sometimes I don't do it all the time and then and then these things start creeping back up so I do think that it's important that we realize that we have to take care of ourselves um Physically, we have to be good stewards of our physical body and our emotional body, you know, taking care of protecting our minds, like we talked about a little while ago. And even one of the things that helped me is just to go outside for a few minutes, make myself, I didn't feel like it, but I'd have to go outside because I am, I really feel closer to God when I'm in the outdoors, when I'm in creation, that helps me. But get up, move around, take care of our bodies, eat, even eating properly make sure we are eating and not eating a lot of junk and definitely not self-medicating with you know some of the escapes that the world tells us is the best way to do it so i think that those things are important because our bodies will react to what's going on inside yeah. our hearts yes i think i'm seeing I'm, i agree with you i agree with you mm-hmm. and you mentioned another thing too at the beginning of the podcast uh, that the uh december the 28th was 22 years ago. Is that right? Yes. So you're also talking about, in the book, you talk about how to handle, you have a 
one chapter in there that talks about dealing holidays and birthdays and mm-hmm. so forth. And what what advice would you give us concerning that? Because those those are difficult. They are, and and grief changes all of that. It adds another dimension. It almost amplifies. You know, the holidays amplify our grief, and so or the birthdays. And so, what we learned the very first year, um, Nicole, since she passed away three days after Christmas, our Christmas decorations were still up. We had people from the church who were so gracious to us, and they came and packed everything up for us so we didn't have to come back to the house and see that, see the Christmas decorations. But the following year, I could not bear to pull out those decorations. But I also had the, the other kids that I needed to make sure that they, we had some kind of structure and some kind of, um, semblance for them of order and so we ended up going away that that weekend that Christmas and celebrating somewhere else and I think that I would say to someone who is kind of approaching those things don't allow the expectations of our culture to press you into somewhere that's not healthy Um, and sometimes it's okay not to do anything just to um, allow yourself to have space to to heal during those times one way um, that we that helps me is I try to honor Nicole in um, on uh, her heaven day, which is what we call the 28th. You know, we'll do all different things. I'll plant uh, purple bulbs um, that will come up in the spring, or sometimes we've let loose balloons, purple balloons, um, different things like that. And we also try to serve someone, you know, help someone during that time because when we look outside ourselves, that's when we're healed. Uh, and the same thing with her birthday. I think it's the main thing is to let go of the expectations of what it used to look like and understand that it's okay to let some of that go. You may pick it up later, but um, sometimes it's too painful during that time. Give yourself that space. Oh, Kim, thanks for the advice. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're giving a lot of us uh, a lot of good advice. And again, um, before we, uh, we, we've got a, just a few more minutes left here. I do want to right right now throw this in for the folks again. The book is called Victorious Heart, and Kim Peacock, the author, you're hearing her right now on the podcast, uh, Finding Hope and Healing After a Devastating Loss. The book is printed by Morgan James Publishing, and I looked it up, Kim. It looks like it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Christian Book Distributors, and is it available through your website also? Um, there are links on my website, and my website is wildvictoriousheart.com, and you can, um, there's links to each one of those things, and you can you get the book normally anywhere books are sold, uh, so it, it's pretty easy to access. It's an excellent book. It's about 150 pages, and uh, lots of, for a person, and, I, and I'm one of the people, again, who has dealt here with the loss of my mom this year. So I was looking for a book that would take me through a journey, and this is what the book does. And this is why I highly recommend it to you if you are dealing with a fresh loss, or not even necessarily a fresh loss, just loss period, like Kim said, loss of your career, um, loss Mm -hmm. loss of your finances, loss of friendships, loss of your ministries. I've, and I've experienced a lot of that this year myself, lost some ministries mm-hmm. myself because we would go to the rest home and we can't do that. Whatever your loss is that you're dealing with, I highly recommend that you allow Kim to take you through that journey through her book. 
and uh, and it will help you. It will. I find that it's it was a tremendous help to read your book, Kim. Um, Thank you so much. And that's that's my goal is that um, anyone struggling will just know that there's no exact right or wrong way to grieve. But it's our story of of some things that were helpful and some things that were not so helpful that just helped us, you know, walk through, especially the early days, but even the days since then. It because grief is not linear. It's a journey that kind of circles around and goes through different avenues. And sometimes you have to go back and revisit an area. So I hope that it's helpful. And, and, you know, I also, I made a note here for myself to ask you this question here, which I know, I know I'm asking you a question that we pretty much all agree on, but, uh, but I like this way that you said it in the book, you use the quote in there, Kim, Kim, we can't avoid pain, can we? No, we can't. I've tr- I've spent a lot of time trying to avoid it. And I think for for me, once I learned to just embrace that this is part of our lives here and it's everybody suffers pain. Everybody will suffer a loss um, and we can't avoid it, but we can learn how to react to it. We can learn how to heal and then be victorious in the end, because I do believe God brings beauty uh, through that pain. And he has in my life for sure. So I think we need to learn to embrace that. And tell us, uh, I had never heard of Kintsugi. Would you tell, is my saying it the right way? Yes. Okay. And it, I just love the example of okay. God bringing beauty in pain. And it's a, it's a Japanese art and it's where an artist mends broken pottery by um, attaching the broken pieces with platinum or gold and it makes instead of having the piece broken or thought of as broken it's actually more beautiful it's stronger with the gold infused in it and it is just to me a beautiful representation of what god has done in my life it he's taken what was broken and he's making it beautiful and that's why i love that and uh, i loved it i had never heard of that before and then it reminded me, and I, I know you mentioned this too, Romans eight twenty eight, God causes mm-hmm. all things to work together for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. And uh, yes. when, so when you gave that example, I just thought of that right there. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. that's such a great example. I've never heard of that, never heard of that style of art at all, but it sounds very much uh, just, well, the way that you just expressed it right now. And uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's not... Uh, it's not something, I mean, I'm reading the book of Job right now. Okay. I think I shared mm. that with you when I was yes. kind of talking to you a couple of days ago. <laughs> I, mm. And I don't know, did I tell you That's this? That's a Kim? hard one. Yeah. Did I tell you this, Kim? I go, uh, I never, every time I read the book of Job, it seems like I have to go through the Job experience. So mm. every, oh, yeah. every time I see the book coming up in my reading, my, my reading schedule, I just think, Lord, could we just do the lecture and forget the lab? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so true. <laughs> the application part of that, but he always yes. he always uh seems to give me the application to go with that every time I read the book of mm-hmm. Job. And uh mm-hmm. and it's difficult because it happened to be this year having to read that book and yeah. then to see all of this that's happening around the entire world. And yet mm-hmm. I you know, I had the choice I could have gone, well, in my reading plan, I'll just skip over that book and I'll go to Psalms, right? Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. you, but just like you said, Kim, we, if we knew the future, we would probably skip over it, uh, if God would let yeah. us. But we would, but 
we would miss, would you agree, there's just so much that we, yes, there's pain, but there's so much that we miss. You mentioned it. A friend of yours told you, you said, in the book, you said a friend of yours told you, Kim, use your pain. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, do you remember yes. the example yeah. I'm talking about? Yes, a friend of mine, and it was the best advice for me. Uh, and everyone is different, but for me, I could have totally withdrawn and pulled all the pain inside me, and then that would have not allowed God to use that to bring beauty. And, and you know, there's that scripture that talks about how we are comforted with the comfort we've been given. And I believe that when we comfort or are there for other people, bring comfort and, you know, um, use that pain and to minister to others, it's like this fresh water that goes through us. And that's where, that's where the beauty comes in. You know, when he binds us back together and we're broken and you were mentioning Job, you know, Job went, walked through all that horrible stuff. But at the end he said, you know, I used to, and I'm not quoting exactly, but I, I've heard of God, but now I've seen him. And I think that's the difference. You know, when you, will have to walk through that journey and you're reading Job again. It just happens to be this time of year and you're, you know, you're, you're struggling with the loss of your mom. That part is every time you go a, a layer deeper, it's like you see God even clearer or that's how, that's how it has been in my life. Yes. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, um, it's, I was just glancing at it before we started the podcast that the verse that you talked about and it's right I forget. You're you're right. I can't <laughs> I can't quote it exactly, but I know it's it's in the early part of the book of Job, mm-hmm. and there's just so many good things in there that, like you said, Kim, he we see God, we see Him when we mm-hmm. when we see this. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story in this book and uh, and making it available for people like myself and others out there right now who are hurting, who really need. They really need uh, the help that the Lord has to offer and the comfort from somebody who's been there. And, mm, uh, thank you so much for yeah. having me. It's been an honor. And I do try to answer all my emails um, through my website, wildvictoriousheart.com. You know, there's a contact form. I do try to answer all of them. And I pray over um, those uh, those hurting people that even, even if I don't get to ever meet them face to face, I do pray over them. and and um, hope to be of a help to others. So I want to just extend the invitation to somebody right now. Uh, you may be in Europe. You may be in Africa. You may be in South America. Uh, you may be here in the United States. Uh, you may be over there where Kim lives and in that area of the country or over here where I live on this side. Uh, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, and you find yourself hurting right now, and you find yourself hopeless and without answers, um, I just want to extend that invitation to you to come to Jesus and allow him to heal your heart. So um, we, Kim and I, will uh, we're going to pray, and if you're uh, looking for Jesus right now, to you're looking for real answers, you're looking for some real hope, you're looking for some real healing to the devastating loss that you've experienced, just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I just uh, want to ask you to forgive me of my sins. and I, um, I am hurting right now, and I need help, and nobody is, seems to be able to help me. 
but I, I'm hearing what Kim is saying. I'm hearing what uh, is the podcast is about, and I'm believing that you can help me in my devastating loss that I've suffered. So I accept you as my Savior, and I look forward to how you're going to mend my life back together. In, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So hopefully I, that you prayed that prayer, and, um, and you will find what Kim said is true. And Kim, I just want to take people to the very end of your book. And uh, I really, again, I just thank you so much for, uh, well, I, I need to thank Fred, your father-in-law. Uh, yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Anyway, here's what you said. And I, I really, uh, this is on the very page 149. So I'd like everybody to listen to this. This is what Kim said. I don't know what depths of grief your heart has experienced, whether it's the loss of a child in death, the loss of someone you never imagined living without, or if it's the loss of a dream, but I will tell you that you will make it through this. And then at the very end, the very last three words you said, Kim, were, we are victorious. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Kim. And, uh, and again, uh, please, if you, if you want to email Kim, uh, one more time, Kim, would you give everybody your email? Sure. It's, well, this is my website, wildvictoriousheart.com, and my uh, email is victoriousheart99 at yahoo.com. I can be reached either way. Kim, thank you so much, and uh, I, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me, Bill.